you know what I hate? Don't worry, it's not crowd work. Uh, you know what I hate? I hate uh, when someone says, today is my Friday. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I, I'm Mike's friend who wrote this song, you know. You should follow me on Twitter. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you, man? I see you um, over there. I can see you over there. We are, streaming, we are streaming first on mutinyradio.fm as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, time following <laughs> Found Round Sound with Scotto. I was more concerned about Scotto's uh, show title than the word time but we're right now on mini radio if you want to hear us first go to mini radio.fm on your app or uh streaming service whatever just type it in on your browser there's a little listen now there's a donate now they always take venmo at mini radio we're a podcast at our acronym carl l-w-a-f-l-m-o-y-t as well as a youtube feature check it out we are here in video form as well very exciting so we're gonna watch a full-length movie on youtube with you let us carl what is the movie this week this week we will watch mongo's back in town mongo's back uh -huh. in town 1971 m-o-n-g-o apostrophe s mongo's should we put it like a, a disclaimer up front isn't that like a slur the, mongo the what does yeah. it mean mongoloid what? Oh, uh, no, it's not a slur, Mike. Okay, what, what, ethnicity, what ethnicity are we talking about? Is it a specific oh, ethnicity? Mongolia, I guess. They're making fun of Mongolians. Okay, so Mongo's Back in Town, 1971. You type right. that into your YouTube browser search bar. And Carl, who is this? Uh, what channel is hosting this movie? Okay, it's important. We want Art Fig. Art Fig. Now, there's like three channels or something so art fig is the one that we we are looking for okay art fig yeah. is the one there'll be it's a bunch a of mongos we want uh we want that one so very exciting and this by the way is a rare film and uh it'll be, the youtube channel will be the first to let you know rare 
<laughs> yeah. Never mind that it's out there for the public to see because you put it on YouTube. Yeah. Well, they couldn't see it before. It was a 1971 TV movie. So we want you to find that. Mongo is back in town, 1971. When you find the link for, what was it, Enzel Adams? No. Art Fig is the channel you want. It's really important. Art Fig, because it's a good cut, and it's, um, that's the main reason. It's a good okay. cut, and you need to Art be in sync with us. Fig. That's mm -hmm. the channel. When you find that, you hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're all going to start at the same time when we hear go. And then the go is going to be said by a celebrity comedian. We're going to give you a couple minutes. Carl is a fantastic producer, researcher, uh, host of this show. Uh, L-W-A-F-I-M-O-Y-T-W-M-S-A, Carl. And um, it was a hotel named after you that closed. Uh -huh. Hotel Carl on Carl Street. In San Francisco. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Carl has not only wrote the theme song, researched this movie, watched it so he could figure out what the fuck is going on. He interviewed a celebrity comedian. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Sherry Linick. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you. Now, we've known each other out there for a long, long time. We have friends in common, friends who are with us, friends who have passed, you know. I'm seeing you out there on shows and open mics and stuff. Tell me, how did you first get started in comedy? I was uh, born. I was sorry. I was born. Like, I always was doing something funny. I've always acted. Mm -hmm. So um, a friend of mine in Boston um, uh, said, you should try comedy. And I did. And I, I, I just, I stuck with it. And then... Um, and then I stopped and uh, moved here, did the acting thing, which I still do, mm -hmm. and uh, then got back into it. So you are from Boston and you have an accent. It's not as much as it used to be, of course, right? <laughs> but what brought you here to beautiful, sunny New Jersey? <laughs> I moved here to attend the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which I got uh -huh. And hence, here I am, and I did, uh, I did comedy, um, I did comedy when I first moved here, too, but then, uh, I stopped for, I want to say in 2007, and okay. into it, like, 2014? No, two th yeah, 2014. Now, that is a long break. That is quite a hiatus. What took you away from comedy? What brought you back? Um... I I uh, have what's known as epilepsy, Carl. And, uh, yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. And so my seizures were not controlled until 2011, 12. Mm -hmm. um, so I took a little health hiatus. And, uh, you know, once I started feeling funny again, um, I, and not in a weird way, I just said, you know what, I'm going to go back into stand-up and a couple of friends had said, you know, you know what, you, you should go back into stand-up. And so I checked out the New Jersey, con you know, contacted and went back into, made some connections and voila, here I am still broke. <laughs> still broke, yeah. Now we all know you're a nudist. I'm not a nudist. <laughs> <laughs> but we also know that you're an actress. So you're still doing acting even today. As a matter of fact, you just texted me 
something which was clearly, uh, you know, I mean, you're still pursuing it, right? Correct. It, how you love it, right? What, tell me about it. Acting. Yeah. Just it's always been my passion. Sorry, um, it's always been my passion. It's always been what I love, what I do. I've been acting since I was a kid, um, and mm -hmm. I, and I've just always I'll, even like. I have a photo of me somewhere and I'm like four and it's the family and there's me front and center, like the <laughs> child that I would smack today. <laughs> so I just always knew. And of course being on strike, I didn't plan on wearing this on this, by the way, I just happened uh -huh, to, you just morning. happened to, I went to physical therapy and I was like, I need something to throw on. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Now, we have a friend in common who has passed and it was very recent. It was very sudden, but he had two podcasts that you were often, often on. And he made it no known to anyone who was listening about it, that you were his favorite guest, Aww. right? Why do you think that is? Why do you think you two clicked? Well, I think it's because we had, so much fun. I mean, I don't know if you listened. Sorry, I'm just like yeah. comfortable. Um, we just clicked because of the insane type of humor and the shit that wasn't planned. It just come on, you know, you knew him. He was one of your closest friends. So yeah, type of humor that was said like nothing was off limits. And right. We had fun. It wasn't not it nothing was scripted nothing was oh you should say this it was just you were talking to your friend and yeah. so you know why, why when you go back to your friend who just had blasters and you knew who was reliable at one in the morning to record with right absolutely and that's when some of our best podcasts happen and i've heard many of your podcasts because i would just go to uh, Anthony's page and just randomly pick something and and it would be you. Now, were you on, we're talking about, for the audience, we're talking about Anthony Quinn and he had Quinspiracy and he had Food Addict. Was there one that you were on more than another? Was there one that was were your favorite more than the other? I liked Food Podcast. I mean, Food Podcast. I liked Food Addict mm -hmm. just because I cook a lot or like, and I'm a foodie, I said mm -hmm. I mean it. And uh, so we would often talk about recipes and uh -huh. it. And one of the first things he mentioned was he had, as a kid, he was forced to eat blood pudding. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. I think it's German, right? Yeah. Or it's one of those. But um, I, I don't know what his mother's heritage was, but I thought it, for some reason it was Italian. But nonetheless. Oh, it definitely was Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Not German. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the conspiracy theory, theories one got a little boring. And uh -huh. they would always go off topic of like maybe out of all the podcasts that I did with him, maybe like five stuck without mm -hmm off topic to food like it got to the point that it, that uh, that it like morphed into one even if it started as a conspiracy conspiracy it yeah. and talking about food yeah because it was so off the cuff and because so many tangents would happen you're right it kind of didn't matter which podcast you were on you were on anthony quinn's podcast 
even though one would start as a conspiracy and start as a food addict, it sounds to me like food addict was your favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Certainly to appear on, right? Definitely. And okay, now, go ahead, finish your thought, because I was just going to go to your social media and how people can find out about you. Okay. No, you can go do that. Go do that. I'm being a yenta. Yeah. So tell me, how do people find, you know, what's your haunt? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? How do people find you out there and know what you're up to? Um, you can stalk me on Instagram. My <laughs> handle is Jarry Antics, which is S-H-A-R-I-A-N-N-T-I-C-S. Um, yeah. Um, the same on TikTok, which I hope people will follow me because once I'm at a thousand followers, I can go live and I might be able to make a penny or two. Uh-huh. Okay. And is it the same handle? Yes. Okay. All right. Now, everybody at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So this means that everyone out there has got to press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That's where you came in, come in. Why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Okay. In three, two, one, go! Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown and saying, go, our movie has started. I just figured out Art Fig. That's dangerously close. All right. Uh, Carl, this movie starts off classy with a Rahab bus. <laughs> yeah. Now, if a bus pulls into town in a rainy Midwestern town, you know that means Mongo's back in town. Spared no expense. I got Mongo Nash. That's his name, Mongo Nash, and it's our favorite Joe Don Baker. Tough guy. I love Joe Don Baker. He's great. And he's he's 70s tough. Right. He is 70s tough. That's the right way to describe it. Now, it's still raining in this nondescript urban city, right? Okay, so it's so raining. But meanwhile, there's not a cloud in the sky. And it's bright and sunny. So this means it's got to be that movie rain. Like they take a big fire hose. Yeah. I, I learned how to act in movie rain, Carl. Look at the city. Uh, sunshine. Look at the sunshine yeah. all over the city. Could be a sun shower. The trick is to stand in this blazing cold water, shooting down on you rapidly like pierced needles, and pretend it's not there. It will look cool. <laughs> you going? Yeah. Light okay, a cigarette. Now, this is the first Mongo's. I don't know. Is it a tough guy thing? Is it him being mean? <gasps> he went up to a, a panhandler and broke his. Uh... Look at that. A blind dude. Is he really? Mongo's going to give him a test. Yep. You see that? There he didn't go. count it, though. How would he count it? <laughs> one man okay so right mongo's been an asshole to someone okay and we don't know anything about mongo the movie's just started all we know is he's an asshole to blind cool introduction yeah starring kojak ellie savalas 
Yeah, this is a made-for-TV movie. It aired on Sally Field. It aired on wow. CBS. Well, you know his name is short for Television Savalas. <laughs> really? Telly? Yeah, Telly. You'd, be, you'd think it would be English. Yeah, he was born in England. Telly Savalas. <laughs> One day I'll be on TV, I will. Oh, we'll call you he Telly. He does not look English, though. He looks something weird like Greek or... You know, he's from Moldavia. He's He's got the Mediterranean white person combined look. Right. Look how wet That's he is good... from the rain. Oh, yeah, he's soaking wet. Now, look, he gives him the evil eyes. That guy waiting for a tip. Get the fuck out of here. You did your oh, job. Mongo's back in town. Look out, baby. Mongo's back in town. Our director is the cousin of Noam Chomsky. Is that interesting? Oh. Yeah, I guess. Was he like a, a workman? Like he was doing a lot of these movies? Yeah, he was yeah. basically a TV director, although he does have some feature credits. His name is Marvin J. Chomsky. Uh, interesting. He's, yeah, he's a five boroughs person. He's born in the Bronx, raised in Brooklyn. So he did a lot of Star Trek episodes, and nice. there's Star Trek all over this film. He did The Wild Wild West. He did Gunsmoke Hawaii Five-0, you know, just episodes. But he also did a bunch of miniseries for TV. One of them, he was one of the directors of Roots. Wow. It's all nepotism. You know, Noam Chomsky probably got on the television deal. <laughs> Look at the gun. Tough guy. Yeah. Look at that. No guy. sweat in the armpit. Yeah, that's tough, too. Man, that shirt is loud. How can you sleep wearing that shirt? Okay, here comes the blind guy, and he's going into the Black Cat. Really? Is that the name of the bar? Are you sure? Now, this Black Cat is a very... Uh, Shady uh, bar? Yeah, that's right. And it's own. Oh, you know him? His name in the film is Trimble. I didn't do good research on him, but I know his face from... Who run Barter Town? Oh my God, that's him, Master Blaster. Run Barter Town. Yeah, that's Master yeah. Blaster. His name's Trimble. Wait a minute, isn't it just Master and then the big guy is Blaster? Maybe in Thunderdome. Well, he used to say Master Blaster. Okay, now the the blind man has come here and given Peter Nash some news. Your brother is back in town. Now watch how blind this blind man is. Watch this. Huh? Ah, yeah, see? Thank you. He's not very blind, this blind man. Is he, was that his parole officer? He had a double check. Listen, I know I should be in the building. Well, that guy is Peter Nash who owns the bar. Um, and he gave permission, like part of oh. his pay would be get a free drink. He's Mongo's brother. He is Mongo's brother. Now, Mongo used to be his partner, and Peter Nash fucked him out of the partnership and stole his girl. His own brother's girl? Yup. Huh. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, well, you have to have balls, and Peter Nash certainly does. He's got all the angles, Peter Nash. Now listen to him. He's going to go in here and stress with the with the woman. All right. 
see. She put oh, all the oh my cards. God, those are up. cards. And he's like, "That's what you do with your free time." It's cute. Is that Sally Fields? It's not. Sally Fields is coming. He's in. Is she a teenager in this movie? Seventy-one. Uh, she no, is. She's got to be young. She's got to be young twenties, but or mid twenties, mid twenties. Okay. You remember her on TV? She was the flying nun and she was Gidget, yeah. I think. Sure. The TV Gidget. Well, I didn't know there was a TV Gidget. I do know about the Gidget goes to, Gidget goes Hawaiian, Gidget. She goes Hawaiian. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> it's so hard to watch through the cultural uh, appropriation. Now, Mike. Like a, yes. We've now met Peter Nash and we know about the black cat. Now we're going to Cano's place. The Peep Show Parlor. Ooh, here we go. 25 yeah. cents in 1971. That's Better be right. a good show, man. You Two bits for... Now watch how people just drop their cigarettes on the floor and stomp them out. I mean, the world is so different today. Right, you could call people Mongo and get away with it. Mike, Other famous Mongos? Was... Mike, Mongo's like a common name of like Italian people and nicknames and, you know, you think it's a okay. slur? Yeah, right. Who goes up to someone who goes, hey, you Mongo? I don't think I've ever heard that in 57 years of life. What about the Devo song? That says Mongoloid, not uh, Mongo. Okay. And Mongoloid is talking about a human being who's like, I don't know, like less evolved or something, right? All right. It's not a Mongoloid like the country. It's, I don't like being called it. Okay. I'd ask for a different nickname. I would say, can you call me like Bongo? But but no, it's not a nickname. His real name is Mongo? Mongo Nash? Yes, Mongo Nash. This is Mongo. And he's talking to Freddie. Now, Freddie was a very funny actor and he, he did um great stuff with Jackie Gleason. Okay, now somebody Oh, what the fuck is that? What the hell? All these Mongo's guys. back in town. This peep show is creepy. It really is a peep show. I paid 25 cents to look at Mongo. <laughs> okay, now, here's Cano. Get a good look at him, because you hardly see him throughout the whole movie. Carl, it's pronounced no. K-N-O-E. K-N-O-L-E. Canole. And this guy was right. born in Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, big deal. He's an actor and a writer known for Star Trek, That Girl, and Coma. The movie wow what an interesting cast died in 2020 okay so they're having like a very nonsensical you're watching tv conversation what are you looking for who knows i'm in town you made me too fast fred you made me too fast fred angel tell me. is this like a payback movie is he back to payback yeah but no but but that's that's how it launches. Everybody knows Mike's got big troubles. Well, Mike, help. right. See, Mongo well, used to fascinate people for Mike. Ever since were kids. So they assume since Mongo yeah, is... Switching a patsy five years ago. Making all your in? Okay. Mongo was like, uh, worked the bar with his brother, and his brother screwed him out of the bar and started fucking his girl and he got sent to prison so he's been away for five years in the big house you see 
He got sent from prison for what? Oh, so these movies are 10 cents. I apologize to the establishment. What did he get uh, arrested, arrested for? for? I don't know. I don't know, but it was a five-year sentence. Okay. Wow. So now he's back. But the thing is, Mike is in trouble with counterfeiters. He's got the plates for $50 bills. And he is... Uh, the, like, he went to deliver the plates, and the plates didn't show up, and now Cano wants his goddamn money. He doesn't care that you say they didn't show up, and I don't know. It's all sorted, and you'll see this whole movie doesn't make sense. So basically, it's him against the world. No. Yeah, I guess. Not against the world, because he's not... A, it's not attacking him he's doing the attacking kojak hey there he is <laughs> he's in the peep show or he's in a different peep show no he's across the street at a police uh you know like an abandoned building where the cops are taking pictures and monitoring cano's activity across the street sure i recognize that as an informant i was in that very room <laughs> oops i said too much now Kojak has seen Mongo, and Mongo's back. In town. <laughs> yes, so co-soft of him. I'm going to co-soft on him. This terrible food. Now, now Mongo yeah. also makes the cop at this point. Mongo, he got tipped off that he was, um, that they were spying on Kano's place. So he wanted to see who were the cops that were spying. So now he just made Kojak. So it's kind of like showing how smart he is. Interesting. My kind of neighborhood. The truth is, this is um, San Pedro, California, and it's the waterfront area of San Pedro. Huh. Do you know San Pedro? I never even heard of San Pedro, like, but and I've heard of a lot of towns. At this point yeah. in my life, I'm familiar with a lot. I don't know why Pedro's not on it. There's a picture. But if I'm looking for, Mongo, and we meet the detective's helper, Martin Sheen. Wow. Now Martin Sheen is no stranger to us. We just saw him in another yeah. '70s TV movie. Uh, yep, t exactly right. TV movie of the 70s. That's what he was doing at this point. And it was working for him. Yeah. Mongo. So they're talking now about the, like, stolen plates and what's Mongo doing back? Do you think he's carrying the plates? Do you think he's here to do a job for, for his brother Mike? Was Kojak happening during this movie, 71? This is prior to Kojak. Because he, he, he does a good cop. Well, I think that this movie might have had a lot to do with him getting cast in that part. Hey. So there's a reason to watch this movie. Yay. I guess. Actually, I'm really excited about this film. I, 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 uh, this film has a great look and feel. It's a tough guy movie. It just falls flat in a number of departments. They blow it in a lot of ways. And one of them is a nonsensical plot, which we'll get to. Right now we're sure. being set up for a plot that... Uh, you'll see. Things shift. I'm looking forward and, to it. 
They're talking about things that don't make sense. Okay, Telly Savalas, he died in uh, 1994, only at the age of 72. Kojak was 1973 through 78. Wow. Uh, He was Blofeld, of course, in uh, James Bond. And don't forget that Joe Don Baker played Felix, the CIA operative in the 80s, right. the 80s version. That's right. Our James um, Bond connection. Yeah, every film doesn't have one, but that's a pretty good one. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies in 1997 and Goldeneye in 1995. That was uh, Joe Don Baker in James Bond films. Okay, so I guess it's the morning, right? Right. And here we are at just some greasy spoon, right? You can't, I guess you could think of it as a diner. Here comes Mongo out of the cold rain. It will rain this whole movie. You said this is a Midwest town? According to the author's book of the same name, yeah, this is like a Midwest town. Here's Sally Field. Wow. Now, he'll sort of save Sally from the guy who's like, you got to order something. You can't just sit here all day, lady. She's with me. He doesn't know. Nice. Yeah, you see how tough it is? Like, well, is he gonna, she going to eat or not? And he basically said, Hey, fuck you. He said, you get her some coffee. She'll let you know. <laughs> so this uh, was December 10, 71, released on CBS. And, um, September 10th. Right. 1971. December. December. Did I say September? That's been on my brain. Pre-planning for next month at work. December. Okay, let me tell you about the guy who wrote this book. Yeah, the book sounds interesting. Okay. Richard, his name, his, his first initial E, E. Richard Johnson, E. Richard Johnson, wrote this book from prison, as well as most of his works he wrote in prison. He was on a murder robbery charge. Wow. Yeah, Minnesota Stillwater Prison. It was a state prison, Minnesota. Also, this movie sucks. He he should he owes you know he needs to step up on that too. <laughs> Look at the wet streets and the bright sunny sky. Oh my god! Oh, you, after right? a rainstorm, it's always like watch your watch your step. Don't squish. Splash. Splash. Um, easy, easy. Watch your step. Splash. So he was released from prison in ninety one and died in ninety seven, but he escaped, man. Um, he won the 1968 Edgar Award for Mystery Writers of America for his debut novel, Silver Street, and Mongo was equally as well-received follow-up. He wrote seven books in four years of imprisonment before escaping, succumbing to drug addiction, and getting recaptured. Oh, my God. Silver Streak? Like, as in the movie Silver Streak? Sil- Silver Street. His debut novel was Silver Street. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Sorry. And Joe Don Baker met with him in prison, and 
He approved of the script and Baker's casting. He says the film didn't stick close to the book. And I believe it because the film derails itself. Okay, we're just learning Sally Field's unbelievable backstory that she was from down south in some bullshit town and she just had to get out of there. So she got on a, a bus and just ended up here. And it's her first second in the town. And so he's like, okay, I'll get you a place to stay and, I'll, you know, I'll help. Is it believable that she, she wouldn't go to Hollywood? She wouldn't go to New York? She wouldn't go to, I mean, is it believable, Mike? She just got Is it believable? I don't, I mean, it's a coincidence that they met up like this, you know, but. Her backstory, yeah, I mean, it, though, like she, she was on a bus to nowhere? It doesn't, it'll. Hmm. I don't know. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. I hear you. I hear you. It it would make more sense to have like a kind of an ambition, I'm, but I I can I can kind of. If buy her mother you. lived here and always told stories about the town, they need some. Okay, listen to this now. This is his stressing. What is he here for? What does he want to do? How he feels. How he thinks. <laughs> My waiting, huh? Don't sweat a little. He's just pushing the chandelier around. Yeah. Brotherly love, it's all in the family. He's gonna like that. He's where you're wearing Bongo's ring. Hey, well, he, left, left it behind. he left it, he left it behind. Dang, he can't wear it in the slammer. I did him a favor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now this is the dumbest scene in the movie. Okay, yeah, like you, baby. Ooh, orange and purple together. That's hot. Uh. Now she'll go see. rang. Is that the chastity bell? Ooh, absent is alarmed. I'll get it. Okay, now. Now what we get is shock value. Because as you know, I ruin all movies. Is there going to be some punching? Exactly. He's going to get ambushed guess by who uh does it rhyme with fungo it does rhyme with fungo oh pow! and we're getting our tv sound effects Pack! Smack! hello brother now this is rocco you see the guy in the middle rocco yeah uh-huh he's the guy just a nobody to? bartender up oh, there's trimble He's just a nobody bartender kind of guy. But later in our movie, all of a sudden, he's like a big part of the plot and he has information. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because he's kind of perilous. Like, you know, he gets the blind guy wants a drink and he has to look at the, the owner. Like, yeah. Now, yeah. he was a big Star Trek connection. Uh, you might know his face from Nash. He was... Uh, uh, Mongo Nash? <laughs> Staff Sergeant Zemol Zale, supply elect officer and electrician on MASH, who had an ongoing feud with Klinger. He was in Annie Hall. He was in Injustice for All. He was in the Transformers. And he was in wow. Star Trek All Our Yesterdays. And he uh, hosted a show with Nipsey Russell. <laughs> 
Look, Mongo's lighting matches and fucking flicking them at his brother. <laughs> like, Man, fucking I, asshole. Crazy. It's all CGI, Carl. Don't worry about it. And he's like, where's my money? Now he's finding out. I'll play it so you can hear the backstory when he talks. Look, it starts to catch on fire. Mongo's not kidding. Yeah, well, I mean, he's flicking matches at it in, inside. Master Blaster Run Barter Town. That's so crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were a duo. Big guy and little guy. Master and Blaster. Yeah. And together. Right, so now we're going to get a little backstory, so I'll put it up for you. Basically, it's going to be about the plates, the counterfeit plates, and Kano, and Kano wants his money, but the plates are missing, blah, blah, blah. Come on, let's go, Mongo. Come on. Time for a commercial break. Right. I wonder what's going to be on the 11 o'clock news in a second, Mongo. Rocco's watering the drinks, huh? Oh, Rocco's the bartender? The important third act character? Yes. All right, slam. Okay, brother. You've given him his money, $6,000. Wow, well, you now know, you waited five years. See the sweat? You see the sweat? Yes. Right, people sweat in polyester. I remember. It's his armpits, yeah. But Mongo is like smooth. I had called it out. He was lying in that on that flop bed and uh, not sweating. Right. Cano. If you're in the cano, you, you would cano. Listen, listen, listen. I'll give you a hundred. Good. Okay, so now you're saying the plates are fifties. That's important. Only they show up. They didn't show up. John. Boom boom space and you. So. Cano gave him the money to buy the plates from this supplier. And this supplier didn't deliver the plates, he's claiming. And so now no wants his money money back, but he already gave it to the buyer. Okay, that makes sense. So wait a minute, to clean the plates, like they needed someone to clean their their, their counterfeit plates, and then the guy just took it? No. They uh, Mike said, Hey Cano. I know a guy who can get us counterfeit fifty dollar bills. We can get he can get plates for us. So you can know, give me the money and I'll go buy them for us. Perfect. He goes, okay, here's the money or here's my half of it or whatever. Then the plate guy said, "There's too much heat. The cops know about me. I'm not delivering the plates." I said, "But we gave you the money." He goes, "Well, I'm not delivering the plates." So now Cano's like, "Well, that's not my problem." This was your connection. Right. You owe me money. So there's going to be like a little jokes. war. Well, the more you can know. <laughs> Sweaty armpit motherfucker. Is it Christmas already? Hey, Carl, Merry Christmas. Merry, oh, let me be the first this movie to wish you, <laughs> wish you. Merry Christmas. 
May I be the first in September to wish you a Merry Christmas. So now Sally Fields is like a nice girl and Mongo's like a tough guy. They don't right. go together unless Mongo is owning her. So that's what the relationship's going to become. Oh, rough Mongo. See, the movie doesn't make sense. She goes, oh, this Christmas tree, I love it. I never had one growing up. Does that make sense? I never had a Christmas tree. And then he goes, we all make that mistake. And she goes, not having a Christmas tree? And he goes, no, growing up. It doesn't make oh. any sense. Well, wait a minute. He just got back in town. So where did he pick up the Christmas tree? He didn't. Sally Field got it and brought it home. Wait, so Sally Fields couldn't afford a coffee at uh Flapjacks. Right. Mongo does scary guy, and then she picks up a Christmas tree and starts yeah. decorating it expertly. That doesn't make sense, right? You're right about that. I've never done a Christmas tree before. <laughs> yeah. These, these have this year's on it. These bubbles have 71 in on it. Did you grow up in the United States? I mean, what do you mean you never had a Christmas right. tree? <clears throat> Mongo's like, wait a minute, are you Jewish? <laughs> I never never had a menorah before. So Mongo's essentially oh. saying, look, you're going to be my girl. You're going to be my girl. So let's get down to business. And then they do. <clears throat> okay, now we have a long, drawn-out, crazy thing. The buzzer goes off. Remember that buzzer? Sure, the the abstinence alarm. So in the yeah, the abstinence alarm. So in the middle of the night, this buzzer is just ringing off the hook. So they have to go investigate what the fuck is going on. And they're all sleeping here. Where the fuck are they anyway? <clears throat> they're at uh Mike Nash's place. Oh. So Master Blaster lives in Mike's? The Black Cat. Yes, Master Blaster oh, works right. for Mike. <coughs> See, it's so annoying. Here, it's still going. Sure. Get, my, get your buzz on. Jane's awake as well. And they're like, this fake freaked out. <coughs> this version has the buzz. It's the buzz cut version. Mm -hmm. I, I, that might not, is that... That's just a rumor. I mean, that's the buzz. It's a rumor. <laughs> so I love this movie. I give it five. Uh... <laughs> now the buzzer stopped. Creepy music throughout this film. Yeah. All right, everything looks good. Yeah, but what does he smell? And what's that stingingness? Oof. Oh, maybe Joe, Joe Don didn't take a shower on the set? <laughs> Joe Don doesn't even sweat, man. Right, he doesn't sweat in this movie. It's his brother that does all the sweating. Now, there is Pete Nash with his face smashed at, uh Ruined by acid. Look at his. I'm acting. I'm acting. 
Acid Face will be back after we now return to Acid Face. <laughs> Is this the look remains he, of his face? Look how he put his fingerprints on the glasses, right? He put them in that bag so they're isolated, but meanwhile, he put his fingerprints on them. Oh, I'm sure another TV show needed the set, so they were just like, just hurry it through. You know? Okay, so now we're going to get like, this means something. A guy's screwing your girl, you break her legs. If you're a stool pigeon, you get a pigeon shoved down your throat. This was acid. This was revenge. They're blaming Mongo already? This was personal. Have you ever seen a counterfeit bill? I guess I wouldn't know, right? Oh, the taxi driver, I was given such a bullshit thing. And I was like, I can't accept this. And the guy was like, oh, no problem. And gave me real money. Wow. I maybe I would take it. Yeah, I had Uncle Floyd on the bill. <laughs> okay, so they're interrogating him. Where were you when your brother died? And he was like, I was at the hotel. And we ordered food, so we have the receipt. Yeah. Tough guy talk. What'd you eat? Well, it's 1971. I had a pack of cigarettes, a black coffee, and uh, a <laughs> kind of cheese salad. Business lady special. He keeps trying to lead him, like, why the acid, Mongo? Like Mongo's gonna say, "Well, I hated him," well, you know. Like, come on, we saw him get off the Greyhound. It makes perfect sense you'd be carrying like acid. Like you, you've been on the bus before. You know, <laughs> everyone right. It's for safety. Sure, it makes so he says, "Are you still sore about Angel?" Like he's needling him. Oh, Angel's his girlfriend. Yeah, you know his Mongo? blood runs cold. Memory has just been told. My his angel girlfriend, is... Angel's. Sleeping with his brother's fold. Angels I don't know. I didn't. I didn't figure it out. Brother fold. Oh. Oh. Runs cold. My memory. <laughs> my angel is sleeping with my brother fold. <laughs> my brother is sleeping with my angel brother fold. Na 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 na. You're in deep, lady. Well, I'm a tough swimmer. No, that's not what we mean. We mean. With Mongo. Coffee? Yeah. You're in the deep end of the pool, sister. What's with these metaphors? Now, do you walk around with a lollipop and think you're Telly Savalas? Like, no, like well, outside Madison Square Garden or whatever? Where did you meet Mongo? This is pre-lollipop. Um, pre, Pre-lollipop. But that was a look. Listen. I'm a strong swimmer. <laughs> so basically, it's going to be a lot of nothing. Yes, we. he had dinner with me. We were together. Right. You're but we shared the cottage cheese. Then he goes, this is counterfeiting involved. This is a federal case. She's like, oh, oh, no, it's worse than ever. We call it funny money. I don't like the term, but it rhymes. Okay, now here's another thing that doesn't make sense in the film. He gives her his number. 
And later in the film, she'll contemplate calling him and never will. You would think that they're setting us up for a later event. So I, I, I watched this film several times just to try to figure out the plot because yeah. it's so conv convoluted. And I was thinking maybe what the writer-director was doing is showing us the card like she didn't have the strength to go call. But but she was just about to call, and then she got interrupted. You'll see later. Oh, yeah. Right now I see, man, what a spread this Savalas has, yeah. huh? Watch him throw the spoon. Pow! <laughs> hey, come on. That's a craft service table. The crew's going to eat that afterwards. So this is this his is Christmas graft. Every year, Saul's Deli gives him, like, a free plate. Fucking, and no bread, man. Not even faking it with, like, a lettuce wrap. <laughs> Just hand and cold cuts. Yeah, I never laughed so hard. I was watching that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and um, uh, Danny DeVito was, like, hey, I'd he was eating lettuce and a bite of cold cut and, you know, American <laughs> cheese. And they're like, what do you do? I'm eating a hero. That's not a hero. <laughs> he goes, I like to make it in my mouth. Um, um. <laughs> so stupid. <coughs> so let's see. Do I have closed captions? No. Ooh, do we have closed captioning? Oh. No, no. He's never got the place. He's going to try to make a deal. <coughs> So they're trying to figure out who wanted to kill Mike Nash. Well, one is Cano, which doesn't make sense in the real world because he wants his money. The second one is Nash, right? Mongo. Yeah, Mongo Nash, right. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Okay. She's just come back from being police interrogated by a guy who probably killed his brother, right? So she's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. But now Mongo comes in, it's like, where do you think you're going? And now that relationship I talked to you about, like, I'm the boss and you're, you know, is about to develop. Yikes. Con man. Oh, he was in prison, I guess. Here we go. Who has a, who has a better haircut? <laughs> they both have... 70s haircuts i think her haircut's fine she kind of looks like sally you wouldn't like that happen to you would you like in davy and goliath or something sure sure now watch this bit of unpleasantness christmas 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 now watch this unpleasantness Ouch! Ow! Yeah, is that nice? Uh, not cool. Not cool. The next uh, Christmas song that comes on, you know it. It's that Christmas carol that goes. Christmas, 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 Christmas. Merry Christmas! I love it. I hear it every year. Okay, I want to interrogate you about your boyfriend's death. Mike is dead, acid to the face. Okay. Oh, she's mourning. You can tell she's wearing black lingerie. <laughs> yeah, you can tell how much she's not mourning, you know? Okay, so 
up until this point, we've had a plot develop, right? Sure. And we get it. Mongo's backstory, he got kicked out, he went to prison, he's back, right? Nash wants him to kill Kano before Kano tries to kill him. We got the counterfeit plates, and, you know, we everything's going. Now Mike Nash is dead. What's happening? Who could it be? It could be Kano. It could be Mongo. Now the plot derails with stuff that doesn't make sense. She was like, trembles in UID'd Mike's dead body. Yeah, that's right. And he starts asking, remember that guy Rocco? Yeah, the bartender? Yeah. He starts acting, asking like, did he have anything against Mike? You know, where is Rocco? All of a sudden, Rocco yeah. is like, a you know, it's not even in a I have one question, actually, Carl. Where the fuck is Mongo? This film's called Mongo's Back in Town, and I don't give a shit. Like, are they talking about Mongo? They have to be talking about Mongo, or he's on the screen. Otherwise, I'm done. They're talking about Mike's death. Oh, right. His Mongo's brother. Uh, maybe I'll well, allow it. She just said Mongo. I'm a big Mongo fan. I want 100% Mongo in my movie. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> Either he's on screen or they're talking about him. You know, he expects Sally Fields to be Mongo... Monogamous. Manga, mongogamous. Mongo... Mongo <laughs> I, I like where you're going with this. Yeah, Mongolia. if I can figure out the joke. <laughs> Uh, my, my, Mongol, Mongolius, Mongolius, Mongolius. It's now, like you know, another, yeah. No, I was going to talk about this scene. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say another famous movie, Mongo, is in Blazing Sal uh, Salads, Blazing Saddles, yeah. Blazing Saddles, Saddles, yeah, yes, with Candy uh, the... Mongo, right? Yeah, oh, that's uh, Webster's dad on the TV show. Oh. And Victor Victoria. <clears throat> I can't think of any other famous uh, mongos in movies. So now they're talking about this junkie named Ron who's been on edge. We've never even met a character named Ron in this whole film. <clears throat> and somehow the, yeah. the way to find Rocco is to find this junkie for no reason, for no reason. It doesn't, they're introducing new things like that. Yeah. A little bit, because they're trying to flirt. Oh, right. Nice timing, Captain. Oh, he's taking, he's coming up. Well, it's just more stupidness of this film. Like they say things that you wouldn't say in the real world. He, right. he, he goes like, would you like another drink? And he goes, maybe when we're both out of mourning. And she goes, what are you mourning? And he goes, my lost youth. Is that funny joke? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So now yeah. the film becomes nonsense. Well, the film has been nonsensical, but the plot becomes hard to follow. Like here comes Thimble, um, 
tremble. Oh, right. Who, and he's who like, knows Mongo? Yeah, but the thing is, I don't understand what it means. The cop wanted to talk to the girlfriend? Like, why does he have right. a shocked look on his face? There's no cause for shock. Now we have Maybe cool he... cop talk. Yeah, because, like, these cops have cigarettes. Maybe he was just looking for a smoke or something. Is that your joke? That was it, yeah. Okay, so now we're getting, like, um... It's part of who killed them. We're going over the crime scene, and he's saying the boys downtown have bets on us. Who's going to find Baku first? Kano, Mongo, or us? Huh. You tell the well. You tell Carl. You, you tell the boys downtown. Uh, you tell the boys downtown that. Uh, oh, never mind. I'll think of something later. Wait, he goes, who's favored? Mongo's favored. But we're ahead of Rock uh, Cano. Now he says something that doesn't have anything to do with the plot. Right. I've never seen a Christmas that wasn't raining except for 1940-something. Does that make sense? No. 1944. 1944. Oh, 1944, Carl. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. 1944 was the only Christmas he ever had where it wasn't raining and slushing. You know, I'll give it up for California. It rains a lot during winter months. You know, that's that's when you know the winter's going. We see your messages on the screen, Carl. Yeah, I know. I hate that. I don't know what to do about it. I just got a phone call during our show, too. I just not take it. Oh, sorry. Sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. Now my work email and messenger are off. Great. And you'll blur anything, I guess. But here, for those listening to the uh, podcast or the audio version, Carl's email that popped up was jokes. <laughs> no, wait. It was underscore Carl. Jokes to Carl. Underscore. Okay, now this doesn't make sense. They just got a telephone call, and Rocco is a widower. Somebody killed Rocco's wife. What? What? What does it have hey, to do with Now they're going oh, Yeah, please. I'm go sorry. round up Kano and Mongo. There's the wife. Wow. It doesn't have... I've would... never met a wife of Rocco. Mongo wouldn't kill a wife. That's ridiculous. Not but his why would she be a person who gets killed? I have to say this. This peep show, this 10 cent peep show, also has a record your own voice booth for 50 cents. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? I'm jerking off in this booth now. <laughs> I'm jerking off in this booth now. I'm at a peep show recording my voice. My jerking off. Right? I mean, it isn't like a, uh, it looks like a Nickelodeon or like kind of a pinball porn shop. Sheen. You could tell Martin's team even wearing a hat. Color bills around and that butcher job. Style is not Mongo. So they're saying Mongo probably didn't kill this woman. It's not his style. We're lucky it's neither one of them. The way the courts put him in the street. So now this, the fact that she's dead will go away forever. We'll never have 
it revealed who killed her or what happened. None of it. Wait, so Rocco's wife is just kind of dead. Killed. Now, Mongo finds Freddy. He wants information. This is the scene in which he finds out that he wants to talk to Rocco. Again, everybody wants Rocco now for some reason. Well, maybe it makes sense. You don't really suspect Rocco until his wife dies. Gets killed. Suspect him of what? There's only 12 people in this movie. I don't know what to tell you. It's, if the cops didn't do it, you know, it has to be Rocco. So now he's like, where is Kano? And Freddie's saying stupid stuff like, he, you haven't found him yet? I like this movie, Carl. I was paid $50 by the producers themselves. 50 to say bucks. That you like it? Yeah. I, you know, it winds up being counterfeit, but it was cool. You know, <laughs> 50 bucks. You got a $50 bill. It was shiny and new. Okay, so he's picked up Freddie and he's all about where is Kano. And for some reason, Freddie reports that. Kano thinks Mongo has the plates. Why would he think that? And then he, he, turns well, he shows into, up at yeah. And then it turns into where can I find Rocco for no reason? Oh. Now basically, this is just him saying to her, "You're going to be my chauffeur downstairs." It's a creepy scene in which he bullies her and it scares her. They're looking for you. Long gone, baby. We'll be long gone. He's telling her they're going to go to like a beach. Sun in the sand. Nice. I love Midwestern beaches. <laughs> yeah, landlocked states. <laughs> I guess they mean a lake. They won't find us. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh my god. Now, is this good acting? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I only want to know what's happening. I start seeing Hutch tonight. Is there any way I can know? We'll be right back. <laughs> now, he makes her say, please. Do you want to stay with me or do you want to leave? I want to stay with you. Yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. And why is this on TV? He's a tough guy. He's a tough yeah. love. It was a different time. It was a time in which you'd go to the movies and Sylvester Stallone would hit a woman. Right, yeah, and then you say, do you mind? I'm trying to watch the movie. Oh, you mean on screen? <laughs> yes, I meant on screen. <laughs> do you mind? <laughs> raining, raining, raining. That's the first thing I would say. So it hit a woman. Yeah. Do you mind? Excuse me, we're trying Excuse to... <laughs> Get a room, you two. Is it raining, Carl? This I hope is it's the raining. worst thing to say ever. Get a room? No, he's she, she. He goes. If you're good at driving, I'll keep you as a chauffeur. And then she sadly says, "You'll find that you know." She says, "I'm cheap." And then he goes, "I know." Buck and a quarter, uh, ham and eggs. Like he just. Yeah. 
paid for her meal once and now he owns her. It's really mean. Okay, now, more nonsensical stuff. We're basically going on a ride to find, like, where Rocco is, okay? But okay. he gets out of the car, and we see a montage of him walking past bars. Then he gets back in the oh, car. Classic. It doesn't... No, but you, for what? You can't have the the neon sight montage in a car. Maybe, but it has to be reflected. The cat's meow. Oh, oh the black cat and the cat's meow. Yeah. What's your favorite bar so far? I like the, the cat's meow. Okay, so oh, he's gone to a bunch of bars, and now he's back in the car. And he's telling her, uh, drive to this this sort of flop house. Uh-oh, it's the cops. No, it's cool. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it, baby. Come on. Drive the car. Yeah, don't do anything. Don't do anything. All the rain. He, he went to Cheers, and they're like, Mongo. How's it going, Mr. Mongo? Mr. Nash? Give me a beer. Yeah, oh, he walked into Cheers, and they all went, yeah, Mongo. Like... Okay, now. He goes into this flop house, and it's just another visit, but he will find Trimble in here, who lets him know where Rocco is, apparently. Okay? Uh-huh. Now, she is like, I don't know, she takes out Kojak's telephone number, and she's like, maybe I oh. should call him. This would be her salvation. Right, exactly, but it doesn't happen. Now, she gets out of the... A car and goes to the phone booth but when she does tremble sh sticks his head out of the door for no reason and then she gets scared that mongo's coming back and runs back to the car interesting i guess look uh -oh. this guy's like you can't go upstairs and then mongo just looks at him and he goes all right you could go <laughs> i don't want to get my ass yeah, this violence on TV is great. You just apply it. I'm going to kick your ass. Okay, well, better not show it. I'll let you up. I'll let you. No, but the thing is, Mike, it's another nonsensical thing in this fake world. Upstairs are heroin addicts who, who fl it's a flop house. So why would he need to protect? You know, it's the opposite. There's no mob boss upstairs. There's nobody. So is why? Is Rocco he... the bartender? No, that's Trimble. That's Trimble, Master right, Black. okay. I can't tell them apart, girl. Yeah, well, there's a difference in height, for one thing. Okay. And the other one sits atop a six-foot monster. Okay, so she's going to call Kojak, you think? Sure. Or Kojak's brother, whoever answers the phone. Do you yeah, remember right. Kojak's Wasn't brother? Wasn't there that character who's uh, very heavy set? Yeah, he had like a gap now, tooth look. and like curly hair. Look, Trimble sticks his head out. Why? For what? What is it leading to? What? What's he out there for? Why? Why would you just randomly step outside? But he did. Hunting. What? what for? What's going on? Is he pointing to where Rocco is? He told them where right. Rocco is. Is he good for a beer run? So we're still having our creepy music, and she's freaked out. <laughs> she's trapped. Well, here comes Mongo anyway. She is trapped. They didn't have any cheeseburgers. Let's drive. 
Right, they're out of cheeseburgers. So he goes, one more stop. I wouldn't miss this one for the world. It doesn't make any sense. I, it doesn't lead to anything. He wouldn't miss it for the world. Why? Uh, we started out with a great plot set up, and now we're just right. in nowhere's land. That beginning was so great. He comes off yeah. the bus, and he like knocks over this blind man, swears, and give him five bucks. It's cool. Now, here we are at the Black Cat. This is Peter Nash's place. And who is in there for Mongo? Only one person, his ex-girlfriend. Angel. Angel. Now, when he shows up, she goes, what kept you, baby? You know? Hey, it's your dad's number. Why? There's Peter's outline. They used pool chalk. How tacky. <laughs> Hello, so, can I get some service here? Okay, now, you remember we've been looking for Rocco, right? So he comes here and says basically to her, where is she? Where is he? she? Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He goes to her and says, where is he? Where is he? But he reveals... She's going to call again? Are you going to call again? No, it's not going to lead to anything. Yeah. And meanwhile, the suspense music is like, is he going to call? <laughs> now, what we see is Kano arrives. Oh, right? Boy. Now, for some reason, Sally Fields completely understands they're going to gun down Mongo. How would she know that? A car drove up and some guys got out. You know an what I mean? ominous car drove up and an ominous. ominous man. Okay. But she knows that's going to happen. Here, let's, let's have this. Now, where is he, meaning Rocco, turns into his brother Peter Nash. Wait, what? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'll see, you'll see. Well, they, the brothers both like loud shirts and okay. wide ties. Well, the brother's dead, as you recall. I know. Sad. Uh, no, I won't be sad. He's not dead. Oh. He faked it? Yeah, it was some junkie. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Really? Yes, he just put him in his clothes and killed a junkie. You know that they would know it wasn't him in the autopsy. Did he, like, take a tooth out and stick it in the guy's nope. mouth? Nope. Nope. Did he take the acid to burn the fingertips off and the... Now she goes, what kept you? Oh. <laughs> uh. That... I like that line because... You would think that'd be one of the first things he do getting back in town. Where is he? Right. Now he says, where is he? What? Commercial. We'll be back after this. We'll and back we're back. Face slapping. So he now, knows that. Okay. You see the guns. Now she would know that something was up, right? Right. Watch her warn him. Pew, pew. Yeah, we're getting this the television gun. 
Yeah. A ricochet noise. I do now, like why the, the, the no yeah. want want Mongo dead though. I don't know. Like Mongo wasn't do they really think he was involved in the counterfeiting thing? That's all all we know is that's what the cops told the audience. Right. Now, so why does the bad guys believe that too? Kano, it didn't work. So Kano's gonna do his own dirty work and boom, he hits him. Mongo's been shot. Looks like Mongo's back in the hospital. Oh, but he he shot Kano right in the Kano Kao. Yeah, in the what is it in Spanish? Kao for Kano. Kano. All right, I don't know. I don't have a joke, but so he's shot, and that's not cool. But he knows where his brother is now. Now he. How did it happen? They were looking for Rocco because Rocco, what? What did they want from Rocco? The place? Well, his wife I got he murdered. What? You want to see what's up with His wife got killed, Rocco. That was second. That was second. First, they were like, where's Rocco? Where's Rocco? Oh, now his wife is dead. Now, look, a single he 50. gives her hundreds of dollars and says, there's a bus station. Go to it and go to fuck home. It's his only act of kindness. Excuse me, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, I'm a little, um, uh, that will happen. I, I'm not sure what just happened. He's, he gave he her to... money, said go in here and buy this alcohol. And then he scared her like the money might be counterfeit. Oh, look, the phone, now she'll call Kojak. Oh, no, she won't. No, she never does. That's right. Okay, let's see. That'll come to two dollars and fourteen cents. Uh, I have all I have is a hundred hundred dollar bill. Now look how he, she gives it like this is fake, and he goes, "Wait a minute, is this fake? Wait a minute, wait a minute." Nope, that's uh, H. John you? Benjamin on the uh, hundred dollar bill. And then he goes, "No, it's fine. It's fine. Never mind. It's not fake. <laughs> it doesn't make sense." Even even though on the hundred dollar bill it's a picture of Archer voice actor Bob's Burger voice actor H. John Benjamin, and not <laughs> Benjamin Franklin. I tried. It was a valiant effort. Okay, here's your change: ninety-seven dollars and twenty-seven cents. Now remember, the fifties were counterfeit. He gave her all all hundreds Hundred. that he got from. I didn't months. notice that. So he was just fucking with her. Is that nice? And when did Sally Fields learn about this whole counterfeiting thing? She never knew. That's why she was paranoid? Yeah. yeah. Now, is this one of those things he's going to pull the bullet out of his arm and then pour, no. solderize no. it? That would be a real film. No. Quarterize. Quarterize. What'd you say? Quarterize. But... Soderize. It, it's whiskey fire. You take the bottle, you pour it out, and you go, Arrgh! Did you see now they're Nandy trying to sing Nicholas a little Cage? bit. Blah! Payback. That was a good one. He poured, he drank the, the liquor and then poured it in a glass. Yeah, that's and, right. And then, and then put the bullets in there. Payback with Mel Gibson. I liked that film. Porter! Yeah, oh yeah. His name was Porter. 
Sure, it was based on the uh, last name. Okay, listen. Bus station. Oh, here's nice Steve. Those big dreams. You know where you are? Three blocks that way. Turn left. Okay. The bus station. What are you, GPS? Get the fuck out of here. He he chewed her up and spit her out, man. Yeah, it's it's he a horrible it money. story for the, this this aspect of. It. I'm acting! I'm acting! I can't tell where the rain stops and the crying begin. The tears begin. <laughs> Very it's nice. like tears in the rain. That was my Rucker Howard from Blade Runner. Now, does she think the money's counterfeit? It's not clear. Yeah. She will now... Th look how fake that money is. She will now throw the money away. Why? It's money. And how will she she's take not going on the bus? bus? No, she gets on the bus. We'll see it. I'm acting... The Flying Nun. I'm acting. Yeah, that's right. Some junkie's going to get a payday. The candy bar? That's really good because there's a lot of sugar in it. Oh, <laughs> payday. Uh, it's Kano at the Black Cat. I'm Kojak. We Kano. Kano is dead. I Kano. We all Kano. He's dead. Now, he, she's on the phone with Peter, we find out. So I wouldn't waste any time there. Not Sally. But no, it's uh, Angel. Angel. Where? I told him where you are. I like this director. He's pretty solid. Now, this director did Attica. You remember that. Uh, no, can you repeat the title a couple times? Maybe it'll come to Attica, Attica. Oh, yeah, the Attica movie, Attica. It was so funny when I was in grade school and elementary school. Anytime they wanted to cause a panic, they would start chanting that. Like in the lunch. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was a reference that was a reference that I had no look, idea until later. Now, look, the metal plates are here. Did, did you see them? Peter Nash always had the metal plates. No, oh, he was just Angel, trying. Angel called him and warned him, but yet he didn't get out in time. His brother's there. Right. Now, look, now we're at some junkyard that what Peter owns. It, it's not nonsensical. It's not part of the. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that junkyard, I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it makes bad. no sense. <laughs> well, you need to have this. Must be the is this the climax then in the in the junkyard? Yeah. yeah. Now it's brother against brother. Yeah. Now you know Peter and his character. He 
will rob you blind. He's a tough guy. He's a mob boss kind of leader guy, right? He's not the guy Very who runs to the cops and goes, help, help. But that's what we're oh, going to get. He just well, faked I mean, his own death. His brother's trying to kill him. It's uh, Yes, but the, the character he's had through this, well, his brother did push him around and stuff. Maybe, maybe this makes sense. But I mean, why would he go to the cops when he faked his own death? Right. This guy seems like a mastermind. He was able to frame his brother get right. his brother's girl, get his brother thrown into five years, yep. take his own death when his brother right. shows up. Yeah. And then he'll run to the cops. At, they'll see it's him, and they'll get the plates. The cops will recover the $50 plates. Oh, yeah. God forbid anyone should, like, make money off of that. No, but why? You know Peter Nash. He's not going to run up to the cops and go, help me, help right. me, and then give him the plates. Yeah, I know P. Nash. <laughs> oh, Panache. <laughs> <laughs> He's got so much Panache. Raining, raining, raining. Oh, sure. Is it monsoon season in the Midwest? It must be Christmas time. It always rains during Christmas. It doesn't right. snow in the Midwest in Christmas time. Not since 1944 has it not rained. That's a neat little detail in a movie, right? They're all desperate people. Even Christmas, it doesn't snow. Now, Michael, here's another nonsensical thing. How do the cops know where they are? Who told them? Right. Who loves you, baby? What? It's it's pre-Kojak. What brought the cops to this place? It's not explained. They were checking out their high waters. Oh, yeah? Yeah, check out some puddles. With sirens on? Kojak! Still telly. He, he played Andy in The King Andy. No, and I. <laughs> oh, and I? Oh, shit. That's a completely different movie. You probably know him from The Birdman of Alcatraz, The Dirty Dozen. Okay. I'm thinking of Yul Brenner played King and I, not Telly. So now it says he killed... So now it says he... He, they know that he killed a junkie. It's in the autopsy, and it was probably Rocco. The junkie. Now, here comes Nash going, don't shoot, don't shoot. It's so not his character. Well, he knows he's cornered, trying to weasel his way out. Okay. I guess that's don't true. Don't shoot. My shoes are wet. My feet are cold. Please. Take take my bag with the plates. Weird. What you got there, Mike? They're not surprised that Mike Nash is alive at all. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, hey, what's up, Nashy? Look, I got the I plates. Just, I was just thinking about you at your funeral. <laughs> yeah. Whatever so, happened to Nash? He probably killed um Rocco and that explains Rocco's disappearance it doesn't explain why his wife was killed and it doesn't explain why everyone all of a sudden wanted to find him right yeah you're right 
So and also the yeah, they're acting like they're wrapping it up, you know. But Mongo but never came into town about the counterfeit plates. That just happened to be happening. That's exactly right, Mike. It doesn't make sense. He came into town, every and everyone assumed he was there because uh, Peter was in trouble, and his brother always did the killing. Right. So now we will have a very um, unsatisfying ending in which they find Ra uh, Mongo dead from his previous gunshot wound. And we have our creepy music. There's Mongo, you see him? Yeah. What are we watching, Blade Runner with this music in this rain? Vangelis? You think this is a... Uh... Yeah, I had the album, I had the vinyl. Mongo's side <laughs> too. Mongo's theme. <laughs> Telegraph, candy grab for Mongo. Yeah, death gram. Telegram. Telegram. Do you remember uh, Tank with um with Rockford Files guy in 1984? Do you remember Tank? Well, what? Tank, yeah, sure. It was uh exclamation point, wasn't it? No. Was that with was that with uh, the woman from Partridge family? No. Mom? No. All right, never mind. Maybe it was. I don't know. I was trying to impress you with this director. It sounds like it didn't work. Oh. Mongo's dead. And that's it. We have this unexciting ending. Did he die in town at least? Yes, he died in town. <laughs> Wait a minute. So Mongo didn't do it. Why are they shocked that Mongo's dead? They think Mongo killed Mongo. We better find Mongo <laughs> to get this Mongo murderer. Maybe he's out of town again because we haven't seen him <laughs> since the morgue. So there was no sequel to Mongo. There was only two Mongo books. Mongo, Mongo's back in town, and I remember Mongo. Now here's oh, Sally on the train, shell shock, uh, on the bus, heading home. Bus. Yeah, well, some guy sits next to her. UFOs are real, I tell you. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been Mongo's Back in Town from 1971. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Not good. Not good. It had a great look and feel. It was yeah. great that he was a tough guy, but his tough guyness got got ugly with Sally Field. So I don't like the character anymore. When I did like him when he first showed up, remember he first showed up and fucked with the blind guy, right? Right. Then the film, you know, we were heading for a plot, but it got like unrealistic. Studio cities where they shoot people puzzler, Carl. Oh, congratulations, yeah. Mike, on your appearance on People Puzzler. That's right. This year I was on People Puzzler, and it was shot in Studio Cities, where they shot Mongo's back in town. Had I known, mm -hmm. I would have... Was that the buzz around? I gravel, put it in my pocket. Oh, this from is, Mongo's yeah, junkyard? Yeah. I'd be like, this is where the, the gravel from Mongo... All right. Yeah. You know what? I wish it was better. Uh, I am interested in the novelist. You know, I'll definitely check out his stuff if I yeah, see Yeah, let it. me tell you again. It's E. Richard Johnson. E. Richard Johnson. All his stuff is crime from the, you know, 
viewpoint of the criminal and it makes sense from where he was when he wrote everything gotcha. in jail. richard johnson how am i gonna re- i need a, some kind of memories of of dick johnson e richard johnson oh e, e. richard johnson all right well ladies and gentlemen e richard johnson wrote the book rich i was making a dick johnson joke uh-huh because uh, yeah. his name called it out we oh you enjoyed that joke if you wait another seven days because we'll be back with more dick jokes uh we're actually going to be watching another uh full-length movie featured on youtube somewhere so check us out check out the soap check out carl at carlsucks.com he has a list and he's he's out there on the interweb so check it out uh also we are on Mutiny Radio, MutinyRadio.fm. You can always stream live. You can always stream what's playing. You can check out our archives there for since uh, 2016. Everything's there. And we're yeah. on the YouTube. All right, Carl, thank you so much. Well, I'm looking thank forward you. to next week's movie. Thank you, Carl, for watching this movie 100 times. Thank you, audience, for being with us to the bitter end. And we'll see you the fantastic end next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman it's been Father-in-law was always in Jack's way. Yup, yup. So, we are live. JW Mega Lake Show. I am your host, the Candy Man. And tonight, you're in for a special new music Friday. We're going to be playing some fresh tracks. Going to be taking a call from a surprise band here at 420. And cooling it down with some cool jazz. Getting geared up for the 8th annual comedy, uh, Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. That is going to be October 8th through the 15th. Check it out. Lots of tasty jokes all week. Crawls. It's been so much fun making posts about that. Going to be hosting the Ever Higher 
Excelsior Music Festival at the Jerry Garcia Amphitheater. That is on September 23rd. That is just a couple weeks away. Um, yeah. We've got the uh, comedy battle here after the show at 6 o'clock. And lots of fun things happening this weekend. Have at Last Cafe tomorrow. And the uh, Dank Sundays uh, with at Barbary Coast. Just going around and around seven days a week. It doesn't ever stop here at Mutiny Radio. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we're going to get some tracks rolling for you.
control Culture's control treasures before that we had analog dog analog dog has a show coming up at menlo park at the guild theater that is on the 17th trying to do the math i think um the 17th is sunday right the 17th is a sunday Analog Dog, that is their new hit, All the Birds, that just came out today. Uh, they got a music video for that, very cool. Treasures is going to be headlining, co-headlining the Ever Higher uh, Music Festival there on um, the 23rd. That song is called Hot Rod, and that is off of their latest record. that um, was released just this last year really rocking song they have a music video for that one as well this next artist i'm going to be uh playing for you just came out with this record today and is streaming on all platforms i got the uh great honor of uh of meeting um this person and um seeing them perform uh this is off their new record one more try and this song is called run for me
Rose. That song is Run From Me off the record that was just released today, One More Try. Huh. You can see the album release show that is going to be on September 20th, which is just a couple weeks away. That I think that's a Wednesday, the 20th. September 20th is a Wednesday at Lost Church. Going to be with Grublin. Wow. I... There's just so many freaking sweet tracks that just came out today. Um, there was one that came out last week. Um, Canary. <laughs> uh, this this song is by a, a local band uh, called Tess and the Details. And they are going to be playing at this Jerry Garcia Amphitheater, the Ever Higher Festival, on the 23rd. That is two weeks from now. Uh, it's going to be lots of food trucks, lots of arts and crafts and live entertainment. Um, and so this is a track they just put out last week. Very excited to uh, to play this track. And some high energy rock. Testing the details. Media Radio FM. This out there 420 it is going down 
420 on a Friday. The first of the month. Look at that. 420. Or 20. There it is. Cool jazz. And we got a call in right now. Wonder who this could be, huh? Got a wild guess. This is the Candy Man. Hi, Tess from Tess and the Deep. Tess, hey, that track rocks. Thank you. I'm so glad you like it. Yeah, I noticed too. I actually listened to it a little bit earlier today too. I just noticed a little bit more of the lyrics too. It's uh, pretty well laid out. Thank you. Yeah, we're a we're a very uh, holistic kind of band. Everything matches from the lyrics to the music to t-shirts we put out to um how we dress ourselves and that song canary is kind of the flagship of the record it's you know the yellow black and gray um aesthetic that we really love and um kind of a a song about um feeling like something bad's gonna happen so it, it really drives in that way lyrically and um melodically too yeah you got merch you got everything <laughs> yeah absolutely and you were all set for this uh, Ever Higher Festival. Yes, we're super excited. Uh, Trixie Rasputin, a wonderful promoter here in the Bay Area, put this together um, with the Excelsior. And it's going to be a really fun day. Uh, we just released Canary, and the music video is live as well. Um, so you'll hear that song, as well as a bunch of other stuff from our upcoming record, Runaway, which is available for pre-order right now from Double Helix Records. So we're very excited. It's going to be a great community event, and it's totally free. Um, so, like, bring your friends, bring your family, and uh, come hang out with us. Can't wait. Jerry Garcia Amplifier, that is in McLaurin Park. What a great lineup. You guys are going on at 155. Yes, uh, yes. Come early. Um, there's a few bands before us that are going to be great as well, but um, yeah, we're Helltones. super excited. Oh. I'm going to be there the whole time. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well, that's really fun. And uh, when, when did you say your record's coming out? So our record is coming out in November um, on the, uh, the 15th, and then we'll uh, soon be announcing a record release show at an amazing venue here that we love very much. Uh, but yeah, uh, Runaway is, is coming, and we're so excited. But yeah, Canary out now, and um, the music video we're really, really excited about. 
Yeah, and is the music music videos out right now too? Or yes, yes, oh, it's wow, on that's YouTube. Um, and if I'll you like Alfred that. Hitchcock movies, you will really, really like it. Yay! Yeah, I'm gonna share that. Oh, this merch awesome. is badass with the scorpion. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. The scorpion, yeah, the scorpion T-shirt is uh, is something that we worked on for a while. We wanted something that really. Um, grabbed your attention, so I'm I'm glad that it did, and that's um, that'll be available at the festival um, and any of our upcoming shows, as well as online for pre-order with the record. Oh wow! I just see this music video too. This is well done. Thank wow! You. I can't wait to see you guys rock on the 23rd. Thanks so much. We're excited to play. We can't wait. Yeah. Hey, thanks for calling in, and um, yeah. Have a have a happy weekend. <laughs> awesome. You too. Thank you so much, Mutiny Radio. We'll see you guys soon. All right, see you soon. Okay, bye. That was Tess from Tess in the Details. We just played their latest track, uh, Canary. That was a rocking track. They got a new uh, record coming out soon. They're going to be playing at the Ever Higher um, Excelsior Arts Music Festival on the 23rd. That is a Trixie Rasputin Presents, and I'm going to be hosting that which is even crazy exciting. Um, I can't wait. They're going to be going on at 155. Before then, we're going to have Swiss um, collaborations with Christine and Michael. Um, the Helltones, which are going to be playing a little bit later. Tess is going to be just calling 155. The Hot Takes, they just came out with a new record as well. And then Treasures, we had played their uh, song Hot Rod. Uh, earlier on the show and we got some more tasty bands that we're going to be playing here later in the show I was going to be uh, playing a band here um, that is playing a track from a band that's going to be playing tonight at Winter's Tavern um, I'd see them actually at the Rick Rickshaw stop a couple years ago good band um this next band I'm going to play is Lo-Fi Satellites. They are playing at Winter's Tavern. Um, gosh, we'll talk about the other bands that are on the list with here. This song is called Firelight. Oh 